Welcome back to another episode of Conversations with Selwyn. Um, it's really exciting for me to be able to be with you guys again. Um, as you know, on this podcast, I like to focus on topics related to faith, family, music, fitness, and productivity. And today, I want to talk to you about songwriting. We just came out of a month where we focused on worship. We closed out the month with uh, a Facebook Live um, which was addressing some of the issues within Christian music, within gospel music, as it pertains to songwriting, at least some of the areas where I felt there were, that there were opportunities for us to do something different as as an industry. And um, if you haven't had a chance to go check that out, um, you can always visit my, my page, um, which is Selwyn Arnold Jr. It's a public page. You can go on there and check out the Facebook Lives um, that I've posted there. But I want to talk about songwriting today, and I've, I've titled today's segment The Genesis of a Song. The Genesis of a Song. And uh, one of my favorite books to read in the Bible is the book of Genesis. And um, I know it may sound like a, a biblical uh, cliche, but the reason why it fascinates me so much is because it shows us the beginning of things. It shows us that all that we know began with a thought. All that we know began with a thought. And it's the thought process behind creation that really intrigues me the most. Um, what's even more intriguing is is the fact that God deposited a piece of that creativity into us. Not only we do we possess uh, creativity, but God has also showed us how to create from within. And this leads me to really look at um, the genesis of songwriting um, from that perspective or that realm of creativity and composition. All that we know began with a thought. Just think about that for a second. Um, We should also know that the companions of thoughts are emotions and intent. The companions of thought are emotions and intent. And oftentimes the true intent and emotions behind an expressed thought are not always known by the hearer, but they are fully known by the person speaking them or the person that wrote them or the person from which that thought came from. Here's what we do know. God spoke creation out of what was already inside of him. As words are on paper, so was creation on the canvas of the universe. God proclaimed these words of himself at the end of the Bible, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. And that's in Revelation 22 and verse 13. The writer of Hebrews chapter 12 describes God as the author and the finisher of our faith. In the book of Job, in chapter 38, God reveals himself as architect 
foreman and builder of the universe. That is definitely a chapter you guys have got to check out. Um, Job chapter 38. It's perplexing sometimes because we don't always know the reason behind creation. We don't know the reason behind um, God's thought process. But we can only sit back, look, and marvel at his genius, his wisdom, his providence, and try to learn more about him as the writer. So just going back to Genesis here, God wrote from what was within himself. My question to uh, musicians, writers, artists, where do you write from? Where do you write from? I often find myself listening to songs and I I love to analyze songs um, to try and identify Uh, the possible genesis of that song. Where could the writer have been? What were they thinking about? What did they go through to write that song? Um, And while I might never fully grasp the initial thought process, I I, I still enjoy the journey um, back to the possible roots of a well-written song. Um, I love when artists will, will talk about where they were, what happened to them, or how they were feeling or what they were thinking when they wrote songs. Um, Sometimes the genesis of a song will surprise you as to where it actually came from. But I'm equally frustrated when listening to songs that have no genesis, but rather uh, uh, what I would call a Numbers chapter 32 verses 13 experience of going round in circles with no clear foundation of thought other than a metaphor and a hook. And songs like this usually don't complete the journey um, or or state any type of journey, but they get stuck on a concept and just don't budge. They don't move from that concept. They're stuck in a paragraphed holding pattern and there's no story. And this holding pattern happens when we try to musically create from someone else's experience. You know what? I'm I'm not knocking um, the eight bar loops that we often hear in music today. I'm not knocking the 16 bar loops, but we can often tell a good one from a cheesy one. And the good ones leave you with an authentic experience of a story within the loop. The others um, just kind of leave you thirsty, like drinking a cool bottle of Coke only to ask for water afterwards. And I, I think it goes back to this, uh, this central point that when we create from our own experiences, we tell a story from a point of view that others can identify with, but not replicate. I think it's important to, to emphasize that, that when you tell a story from your experience, um, other folks should be able to identify with that experience, but not replicate it. You see, our experiences are the closest thing that we have to an authentic expression of ourselves. Um, I'll, I'll give you an example. Almost everyone has bought ice cream from an ice cream truck, right? If you're a kid and you lived in a neighborhood and you hear, right, that may be the jingle um, of the ice cream truck um, that flows through your neighborhood, right? But I grew up in a town or or a township called Northampton, and that's in England. 
and um, the ice cream trucks are very different out there, okay? Um, the streets are different. The jingles are different. The ice cream tastes different. Um, the whole atmosphere, the whole experience um, of going to an ice cream truck in England, it just felt different from the ice cream trucks out here in the U.S. So from this one shared concept of the ice cream truck can come two very different experiences and um, just hearing someone else's version of what it was like to to go out and buy ice cream from the ice cream truck. How did it taste? What was the day like? How did the streets look? Um, what was the jingle of the truck? And what did that make you think about every time you heard that jingle? Um, did your parents always give you money for the ice cream truck or did you have to save up? You know what I'm saying? All of those details, um, <clears throat> when you say it out loud, it may seem trivial because we're talking about an ice cream truck, but it could actually be a very creative song if you think about the aesthetics and the, the individual experience of the whole um, the whole episode of going to the ice cream truck. You know, I'd love to hear somebody else's version of an ice cream truck story. Um, but my question is, why don't we see enough experiential writing in music today? Why don't we see enough of that? Um, we all came to God through the same door, which is Jesus Christ. But the experiences that we went through in order to get to that door, very different, very different. Um, which is why as a Christian, you have to be so careful not to generalize Christianity into one story, one format, um, one way of looking at things, um, because everyone found Christ um, in a different place, different time, different experience in their lives. And it's important for everybody to to hear that story and share one another's experiences um, and draw from that. That's how we understand the multifaceted nature of God. That's how we understand um, just how loving he is, just how powerful he is through testimony, through stories. Well, if you're a songwriter, musician, or producer, I just want to encourage you to take a look at the genesis of the song that you're writing or working on. You know, it might surprise you um, as to what you haven't tapped into yet. You know, it could be those little details, things that are intrinsic and unique to you. Those little things could really set you apart as an artist, it could set you apart as a songwriter, musician or producer. You know, so and I think it would also help your audience understand and appreciate your genesis or your your story. Um, I don't usually do this um, in my episodes, but I'm going to include one of the songs that I've written and produced um, with my wife, Michelle. And the song is called Sing Into Me, and it is very reminiscent of the book of Genesis. Um, and when the scripture says that God breathed into man, he became a living soul. And also when the scriptures say that, that God rejoices over us with singing, um, we typified that breath and that singing into the creation process um, and kind of uh, uh, created an imagery 
of God singing creation into being and singing into man and, and depositing that creativity into us. And the song is called Sing Into Me. I want you to check it out and leave some comments. Um, I want you to remember to subscribe to this podcast. If you're an Apple user, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Um, also, tune in radio, Google Play. And also subscribe to my YouTube page where a lot of my posts are there and also some video content that's not necessarily in the audio space. You can get it there and also like me on Facebook and follow me on Twitter. Um, The handle is S-E-L-W-Y-N Arnold Jr. And I look forward to sharing more episodes with you all here at Conversations with Selwyn. We'll see you next time. Sing into me a song that changes darkness to light. Breathe into me a word that brings life from death. Raise me up. Like the voice of many waters, refresh my soul, give life to this flesh. Like a raging fire, consume my heart, take full control, sing into me. Ooh.